The Soccer Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's US-based and legal in 40 states. Head over to Cut, that's K. UTT.com and use the promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And finally, we're also brought to you by the SGPN NFL Playoff Challenge sponsored by Edge Boost. It's free to enter and 20 grand in Edge Boost deposit bonuses is up for grabs. Enter today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NFL Playoff. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NFL Playoff. <laughs> You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. This is your mid-season report with some games from this weekend also covered. I'll be explaining more about that shortly and how the format of the show is going to work. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on X at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can also follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And you can also follow them at Gambling Podcast. That's at Gambling Podcast. And finally, you can also follow my other X account. That is at X. That's at X. That's the account where I post free plays. I'll be posting more than usual in the next couple of weeks because of the Australian Open tennis. I will be doing a futures podcast for that Grand Slam. It will be available on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network feed this weekend. Tons of content coming from me. We'll talk more about that at the end of the show. But make sure you check out the Australian Open preview and there'll be free plays for that on the LockBank X account. But the most significant reason always to follow the at LockBettingX X account is because that is where I post my monthly PL. I am, unlike most, a tracked and transparent handicapper, and I have now delivered 127 months in a row of transparent and track profit. To see my latest spreadsheet, all you need to do is look at the pin tweet. The pin tweet will always be the latest PL. There'll be a review from the month of December, and then you can go in and look at the spreadsheet. And it was a monster month with a profit of £4,450. That's good for over $6,000 when converted. Very early on in that month, I was targeting our all-time record of £4,609 in profit, but we fell just short. I was optimistic we could get it. We've had a red, we had a red hot start to the the NFL week 13 and week 14. Uh, We landed our Champions League futures going seven and one with our futures for the group stages. We still have some pending. So I was confident that we could get the record, but we fell just short. 
before, but still a monster month. I encourage you to have a look through the spreadsheet. I encourage you to do that due diligence. Even head over to lockbetting.com and have a look through all the other previous spreadsheets. What you'll see when you look through my spreadsheet is how to manage a bankroll. We do it sensibly and we make betting accessible for anyone with a disposable income who wants to make money from this hobby. We don't do sports gambling. We do sports investing. We don't chase one unit losers with two unit players. You won't find five unit uh, five unit plays on my spreadsheet or 10 unit or 20 unit or max plays or whale plays or play of the year. None of that bullshit. These guys are betting that stuff with monopoly money. It's not real and they're not winning. We are. So if you're interested, head over to LockBetting.com. If you have questions, I'll answer them at X. That's at X or at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. Moving on with what we're going to do here on this show. So this is going to be your mid-season report, but we're also going to cover the four weekend games that are happening. The EPL games are spread across two weeks. This is the EPL's version of a winter break without obviously losing any of that TV revenue because they're greedy. They couldn't give this lot the week off. And it's also in part um, down to the fact that Teams are losing players for the international tournaments, the Asian Cup, the African Cup of Nations, which we will be doing a future show for on the Soccer Gambling Podcast this weekend. So as I said, loads and loads of stuff coming from me. Just keep your eyes peeled. Just make sure you subscribe to everything across the Soccer Gambling Podcast, across the Sports Gambling Podcast, Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Make sure you subscribe to all the feeds where I feature. We're going to start by looking at these futures as we are just past the halfway point. And Man City are still the favourites to win the league. They've been the favourites the whole time. You did get a shade of plus money on them. But as Arsenal begin to somewhat fade away out of the title race, Man City's price has shortened once again. The plus money has gone. They are now back to 10 to 11, minus 110 to win the title. You have Liverpool next up at 2 to 1. But of course, they're going to be missing Mo Salah for a little bit. We don't know how long. We don't know how. Egypt are going to do at the African Cup of Nations. Might be worth checking out the future show to get my point of view. Arsenal have now moved out to 8-1. to one. Big gap between Arsenal and Liverpool. And an even bigger gap to Aston Villa at 28-1. to one. Spurs at 33-1. to one. Man United at 500-1. to one. And West Ham also at 500-1. to one. I will give you 5 million to 1 on Manchester United winning the league this season. Um, I also don't like our chances of getting into the top four, which I'll talk about in a second. Erling Haaland is way out ahead for the top goal scorer race, despite the fact he's injured. He's now the 1-3 to favourite with Mo Salah at 3-1 and a big jump to Hongming Song at 14-1. to Both those players aren't even playing at the moment, along with Haaland, so there's not even a chance to catch up. Haaland's going to win that. He's going to win it easily, and that is going to be an easy winner for us from the start of the season. The EPL Futures shows that we put out at the start of the season. And the, the top four market sees City at 1-50, to 50, Liverpool 1-33, to 33, Arsenal 1-10, to 10, which is way too short, which I'm going to talk about in a second. 8-11 um, on Aston Villa, 6-5 to five on Tottenham, 11-1 to one on Newcastle, 11-1 to one on Man United, 14-1 to one on Chelsea, 14-1 to one on Brighton and West Ham are available at 22-1. to one. So let's talk about this all together, how I see it panning out, who I see finishing in the top four and ultimately who I see winning the league. 
Now, a lot has been made of how difficult it is to win the league four times in a row. Nobody's done it. Manchester United weren't able to do it. But this Pep Guardiola Manchester City team are just head and shoulders above the league in a way that Manchester United never were. And I'm saying this as a Man United supporter. All the time, constantly, we had teams coming for us. We had a rivalry with Blackburn. We had a rivalry with Newcastle. We've had numerous rivalries with Arsenal. We've had a long-standing rivalry with Liverpool. They always re- We had a rivalry with Chelsea. Chelsea took the title away from us and it looked like Jose Marino's Chelsea were going to dominate, but they didn't. Alex Ferguson was just such an incredible manager. He was always able to find ways to turn it back round in Man United's favour and obviously we miss him massively when you look at the state of Manchester United at the moment. Manchester United, for me, aren't in any of the conversations, not for the top four and certainly not for the Premier League and neither in Newcastle. I just think Newcastle are way too inconsistent. I think Newcastle massively overachieved last season. Now they're struggling to deal with injuries. Um, There may be a lack of belief in, in Eddie Howe. Perhaps this is as far as Eddie Howe can go. Maybe he's not capable of managing the big players when the big players come in and you're relying on them. Um, Obviously, the situation with Tonali is a big miss for Newcastle. But I just feel that they're far too inconsistent. Their away form is very, very poor. Manchester United are just inconsistent no matter where they play. And I actually think, as I mentioned over on BetMUFC, where I did the mid-season report on Man United already, the league position that Man United are in probably flatters them. Now, at the start of the season, it didn't because we were robbed of three points away to Arsenal. And that could have been a momentum-swinging win. But it didn't come to fruition. And just because that didn't come to fruition, it does not make some of the performances and results that Manchester United have had since acceptable, such as losing at home to Bournemouth, such as laying an egg against Nottingham Forest after beating Aston Villa from two goals behind. That looked like the start of a comeback. That looked like another reprieve, but it was just another false dawn as Manchester United continue to let supporters down. Um, Jim Ratcliffe's influence is going to be very important, but I don't think he's going to have any influence before next season. And I think this transfer window is going to be a bit of a dead one for both Man United and Newcastle. And I don't see them getting into the top four conversation. So for me, it's out of Tottenham and Aston Villa and maybe even Arsenal. Because Arsenal at the moment, despite the fact they are dominating teams, they cannot put the ball into the back of the net. So I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that Arsenal finish in the top four. I do think that they will. Because I do believe that Arsenal will start finding the back of the net once again. Players like Saka and Odegaard will rediscover their form. They will make the decision to play Gabriel Jesus as an outright nine. Otherwise, you'll have to bring in Eddie and Ketia. But I do think they will grind it out. And I also think Aston Villa will fall away. I think Aston Villa's home form and their achievements have been incredible. But when push came to shove, they did drop points at home to Sheffield United. They did relinquish a 2-0 lead against Man United and they did only scrape through against Burnley. That shows to me that they are getting nervous at the top. And when push comes to shove, I do think Aston Villa will fall away. I also think there's more quality and depth in the squads of Arsenal and Tottenham. For Tottenham to finish in the top four, that will be a monumental achievement. For Arsenal to finish third or fourth in the Premier League, that will be a huge disappointment. But I think that's going to be the reality for Arsenal and Mikel Arteta. And I think Tottenham, their reality will be finishing in the top four. That 
is a monumental achievement. They did drop a lot of points whilst they had a lot of players injured, but Ange Postacoglu has brought them back on track. Yes, they're going to be missing Son and other players during these international tournaments, but I feel if Tottenham can stay in touch, they are going to make a big push in February, March and April, and ultimately they will finish in the top four above Newcastle, above Aston Villa, and above Manchester United. So that's my take on the top four. As for who win the, wins the league, well, when I discussed Arsenal there, I did not discuss Arsenal as a title contender. Their, their summer signings to me were confusing. Declan Rice made sense. Um, Timber made sense as a good backup. But then you look at the goalkeeping situation, that has caused mass confusion. The supporters didn't understand it. And it doesn't look like the players and more importantly, the goalkeepers understand what's going on inside Mikel Arteta's head. And Kai Havertz, definitely not the signing that you needed to make for Arsenal. Had they bought Tony in the summer with Brentford knowing they were getting money for a player they couldn't even use for four months, that would have been more appealing to Brentford. But with Brentford now having their own injuries and not having the best of seasons, Arsenal are going to have to come up with a lot more money in January to get Ivan Tony. I don't think they will. And therefore, I don't think they're going to make any investment in an out-and-out striker. I don't think Eddie Nketiah is good enough for a top-six club. And Gabriel Jesus is a great player who's never been a striker. So Arsenal signings didn't make sense. They don't have a number nine. And that's ultimately going to cost them games. I actually draw a small parallel to Arsenal in the EPL and Manchester City for years in the Champions League. They, they couldn't replace Aguero. They really should have won the Champions League under Aguero. And then for years... They didn't have that clinical number nine. And in tight games where teams decided to park the bus and play counter-attacking strategies against Man City, they couldn't find a solution. And at the moment, Arsenal can't find a solution. Obviously, on a much lesser scale, Arsenal are not at the level of um, Manchester City with or without Haaland. But um, they are struggling to win games in the Premier League at the moment, struggling to take their chances. Two very bad defeats against West Ham and Fulham. And um, I believe now it's a case of Arsenal more so securing a top four than actually challenging for the league. As for Liverpool, they are genuine contenders who could stop Manchester City going for four in a row. Manchester City are going to be there. Manchester City are going to finish first or second. If you can finish above City you are going to win the league. We knew that at the start of the season and we know that now. I just worry about the squad depth in this Liverpool team when I see the likes of um, Curtis Jones and Graven Birch being in the side, when I see Darwin Nunes as your main solution uh, for being a number nine um, I do worry that Liverpool have the squad depth there. An injury to someone like a Van Dijk, an injury to someone like a Mo Salah, I think would make a significant difference. Salah has done more than his fair share of the work so far. Carrying Liverpool at the moment, we need to see more from Luis Diaz. We need to see more from Cody Gakpo and Diego Jota. We certainly need to see more from Darwin Nunes. Slobosai has been a very, very solid signing. He's slotted into the midfield incredibly well. Jurgen Klopp did, did do some very good business and he built the midfield very, very well. I just didn't think it would be this good and 
and, and adapt this soon. But um, I do think it's important for Liverpool to keep their first 11 fit. But one thing that may distract him is the fact that um, they are in the FA Cup still. They beat Arsenal in a game where I thought it was more important for Arsenal. They are in a Carabao Cup semi-final and they won the first leg. So they're going to be probably playing in a final, barring a disaster away to Fulham. They are in the Europa League. They've automatically qualified for the round of 16 by winning their group. So they are challenging on four fronts, which is great. But could challenging on four fronts be the reason why Manchester City end up with their biggest squad depth being the champions once again and surpassing Manchester United by winning it four times in a row. So that's my take on those futures. Um, I'll be looking at more futures next time on the next episode because we have the same situation next week with fixtures spread across. So we'll be looking at those relegation futures along with covering the games that are going down next weekend. So before we move on to covering the games that are going down this weekend, let me take a quick pause to tell you guys about the SGPN Playoff Challenge. We are proud to announce the SGPN Playoff Challenge. Edge Boost is the first bet now play later provider that enables you to double your bet at any sportsbook or DFS site with no interest. The contest is bankroll style and you start with 10,000 virtual units. At the end of the playoffs, the biggest bankroll will win credit into higher advanced limits from Edge Boost. Now, the winners, for the winners, the top three will get a deposit match from Edge up to $2,500 with no interest or fees. The top 25 get a deposit match from Edge up to $500 with no interest or fees. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash playoff to enter. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash playoff to enter. Let me also take this pause to tell you guys about DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs and is bringing you an offer that can help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook now and use the promo code SGP. New customers can bet five bucks to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only DraftKings Sportsbook give you this with the code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 47, or oh, sorry, 467369. In Connecticut, help is available for gambling problem. Call 888-789777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by justification. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Let me also take this pause to tell you guys about game time. Have you ever been in a situation where you're frustrated getting tickets from a secondary market or made the last decision, last minute decision to go? 
Well, that can be a frustrating situation because you don't know where to get your tickets from. Then when you do look around, you see that um, that seats are available. But are they the best seats? Are best seats become available? Have you lost the best seats? Is this the best price? Are the, are the seats for this price going to be the best thing that's available? Then you decide to either take them or wait. You can take them and then better seats do become available. You cannot pull the trigger. And then you lose out on those good seats because it was a one-off opportunity. This is all very, very frustrating and annoying. And getting tickets to your favourite events shouldn't be this frustrating and annoying. Game time has deals right now up to the day of the event. You can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy and theatre. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section or row for less. Game Time will credit you 100% 110 percent of the difference it's the fastest growing ticket app in the country and that's for a reason so snag the tickets without the stress with game time it's perfect for the playoffs download the game time app and create an account and use the code cfbx for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply but again create an account and redeem the code cfbx for 20 dollars off download game time today for last minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed Let's move on with the weekend EPL slate. We have four games to cover here. Five games are being played, but the Manchester United game against Tottenham is covered exclusively over on Bet MUFC. Then next weekend, you will have the following fixtures Arsenal versus Crystal Palace, Brentford versus Nottingham Forest, Sheffield United versus West Ham, Bournemouth versus Liverpool, and Brighton versus Wolves. But this weekend starts off with Luton Town travelling to Burnley for a Friday night kickoff. Burnley are the 11 to 10 home favourites. It's 5 to 2 on the draw and it's 12 to 5 here on Luton. I think Luton are good for a goal here. I don't think this is going to be your relegation six pointer where both teams sit in. I think they're both going to go for it. And I think we could see some front foot football here. I think BTTS is a good way to go. I also like over two and a half goals. Both these teams will see this as a must win to stay in the Premier League. And I think that will lead to chances at both ends. Luton's goal data is positive coming into this game. Seven of Luton's nine league away games this season have featured at least three goals. They'll fancy their chances against a Burnley team who have lost nine of their 10 home games so far this season. And Burnley have conceded at least twice in eight of their 10 outings at Turf Moor. But the bookies do have them as the favourites to win this game. I think they'll definitely be able to contribute with a goal, but I also think Luton will as well. As I said, I don't think this is going to be your standard relegation battle where two teams are cagey. I think they'll fancy themselves against each other and we're going to take BTTS just ahead of over two and a half goals as our main lean here and we take it at the price of three to four here for this one. Up next, we move on to the Saturday games and we look at the West London derby between Chelsea and Fulham, where Chelsea are the four to six favourites, four to six minus 150 favourites to win it. It's 10 to three on the draw and it's 17 to four here on Fulham. There never seems like a right time to back Chelsea. They're very, very inconsistent, which is obviously reflected by their league position. But I think this could be the time they have been heavily heavily criticised for their performance and the chances that they missed and the result overall away to Middlesbrough in the first leg of the Carabao Cup semi-final. And I see a bounce back here for Chelsea who are unbeaten in home 
in 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 are beaten in home in seven across all competitions. They've also won five of those games, and this is a rivalry game. This is a West London derby, so bragging rights are also on the line here. I fancy them against the Fulham side who have been poor travellers this season. They have picked up just six of the 24 points they've got this season away from home, losing six, drawing three and winning one. Chelsea's only clean sheet at home though this season have come against teams who are currently in the drop zone. So they may need two goals here to beat Fulham, but I think they're more than capable of doing it. Chelsea have been solid at home. They won a reverse fixture against Fulham 2-0. They're unbeaten in seven at home, winning five and Fulham travel poorly. I'm going to take Chelsea just simply to win the game. Chelsea on on the money line at the price of four to six minus one fifty for this one. The final game on Saturday is the game of the weekend as Man City travel to Newcastle. They are also four to six minus one fifty favourites to win. It's sixteen to five on the draw, and Newcastle here are the five to one home underdogs. St. James's Park is a difficult place to go to. Newcastle gave Man City a good game earlier on in the season, only losing 1-0. But ultimately, Newcastle's record against Man City is a very, very poor one. And we are going to ride that data to take Man City to win once again. Newcastle coming to this one, having lost five of the last six Premier League games and two of the last three competitive home games in a ground that was a fortress last season but when Nottingham Forest can come away here and win that isn't putting you in good stead for a game against Man City they did have a mini bounce back uh, in the FA Cup against Sunderland last weekend but I don't think that puts you in good stead to face Man City and what's most concerning is the fact that Liverpool absolutely tore Newcastle to pieces that could have been not just 4-2, that could have been 8-9 or 10-2, legitimately. And we had that as the lock on the show last time out, and it certainly shouldn't have been a sweat. Newcastle got ripped to pieces, and Man City, they are more than capable of doing the same. Man City have won eight of their last nine in all competitions, and each of their last four away from the Etihad. So it looks like they've overcome the blip, as I predicted. I still think this team will be champions. I still think this team are the best team in England, if not the world. And I still think they're going to go on a run. And they're travelling to a ground here where against a team that they've had much success against. So I'm going to take Man City simply on the money line to beat a Newcastle team who conceded a 7.27 XG at Anfield and who have five defeats in their last six top flight games. It would be a major shock if it was anything else but but a Man City win. And I think there's value on Man City here at a price of four to six minus 150, considering everything that we've just ran through. Before we move on to covering the Sunday games, let me take this quick pause to tell you guys about Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's US-based and legal in 40 states. Play-to-play social betting is a new and better way to bet. Bet directly against your friends or other users on sports, politics, pop culture and other events with verifiable outcomes and ton of fun social features that give it a feel of a betting social network. Cut handles the payment side of things as well, so you never have to chase anyone down for money. Social features equal group chats, 
betting leaderboards, head-to-head history, user profiles, fan groups, and more. So to get involved, simply head over to cut.com. That's K, not C, cut.com, K-U-T-T.com, and use the promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. Let me also utilize this quick pause to tell you guys about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball and college football. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and you can cash in. So watch along, make your picks and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy and the promo code SGPN. Moving on to the one game we're going to cover on Sunday, because as I mentioned, Manchester United versus Tottenham is covered exclusively over on Bet MUFC, and it's Everton at home to Aston Villa, where Everton are a two to one home dog. It's thirteen to five on the draw, and Villa are priced up here as a seven to five favourite. Everton have been very, very good this season. They've played much better football under Sean Dyche, but their home form hasn't been as good as usual. Usually Everton are a team who rely on their home form and have been very, very poor away from home, often in a relegation battle, at the very least in the bottom half of the table. Um, But it hasn't been the case this season. And for that reason, I do believe that Aston Villa could come away with the points here. I'm only willing to take Aston Villa as a pick. Aston Villa in the draw-no-bet market. So that's at the price of 8-11. to This loses if Everton win the game, pushes if it's a draw, and you win if Villa win. Villa come into this one having won nine of their last 13 in all competitions and six of their last nine in the Premier League. They also love playing against Everton. They've won their last five meetings with Everton and... um, After a welcome resurgence, after getting that point deduction, Everton have now hit a rough patch. They have no win in any of the last five matches. So um, not a game I'm going to be looking to bet because I think Aston Villa are going to slip out of the top four eventually. They have shown signs of being able to, uh, they have shown signs that they found it difficult to stay in touch with the leading pack. And I do expect a drop-off. So it could happen here against an Everton team who who could turn up on any given day. Uh, I don't expect them to get sucked back into the relegation race. But looking at the data and looking at the quality on the pitch, I am going to lean Aston Villa in the draw-no-bet market to pick up the win here in this one at a price of 8-11. to Before we close out with the lock on the show, let me take another quick pause to tell you guys about Hall of Fame Bets, where you can stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hrfbets.com and use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching and start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Closing out with your lock on the show, Sometimes it's not all about form and data. You could have a team who've beaten a team as as often as Man City have beaten Newcastle and Man City are also in form and everything would point to City being the lock on this week's show. But I'm going to go in a different direction. I'm going to go with my gut and I'm going to take a money line play here on Chelsea. Chelsea at home to Fulham at the price of 4-6 to six minus 150. 
Chelsea have incredible talent in this squad and they've shown it in flashes. They've shown it against Arsenal. They've shown it against Tottenham. They've even shown it against Manchester City when they when they drew 4-4 against them and went toe-to-toe with them. But sometimes they have a habit of laying an egg and they've been a massively inconsistent and frustrating team. They have faced heavy Heavy criticism this week after the result against Middlesbrough and Mauricio Pochettino is now under fire already. I see them responding here. I think Fulham is the perfect fixture. This is a game they would want to win anyway. It is the West London derby. So whilst the league position is very, very poor and Chelsea don't look like they're going to achieve anything in the league this season, this game should be treated as a cup final. Lucky for them, Fulham are poor travellers, picking up just six points from 24 away from home, losing six, drawing three and winning one. While Chelsea themselves, they're unbeaten across seven at home, winning five of those games. And as I said, this is a big bounce back off an embarrassing result. I like Chelsea to turn up here on this spot. So your lock here for the show is going to be Chelsea at home to Fulham on Saturday on the money line at four to six minus 150. That's it for me and this edition of the EPL show. I said at the top of the show, I was going to tell you about lots of stuff I have coming up. Well, here it is. You're listening to the EPL show right now. We have the Bundesliga show over on my lock betting feed. That's a free show. You just need to um, search the lock betting podcast. The lock betting podcast is free. The uh, the subscription shows on there are not such as the European show. We're also going to have Scamessa Italia. We're also going to have BetMUFC looking at Manchester United's game against Tottenham this weekend. We're going to have an edition of the fight show as Better Biev takes on Smith. We're going to have an Australian Open preview this weekend as well, an African Nations Futures preview. And we still, in the next 48 to 72 hours, need to drop the reactions to the draws for the Champions League and the Euro 2024 draw as well. So all of that stuff is still to come. Make sure you subscribe to all of the feeds. Until then, good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening.